Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Pictures Out There podcast series. Today, our hosts, Dave Fogelman and Lee Stewart, will briefly review the core Pictures Out There concepts from the first season. And then they will begin a three-part exploration of wisdom. They will share how wisdom is actually not all that hard to acquire. In fact, wisdom is simple. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Well, thank you, Candy, very much. This is Lee. And this is Dave. And welcome back to Season 2 of our Pictures Out There podcast series. Yay! Yay! We're back! We're back! Lee and I are, are very excited to be back here today and to start another season. So today in our first episode of Season 2, we're going to do two things. First, we're going to briefly review, very briefly review, Season 1. Seems like a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to begin to share how we can each maximize our wisdom. Wisdom. Hmm. So, wisdom is simple. Huh. It's easier than we think it is. It's really just three steps that we all need to practice. Simple to complex to simple. That's it. That's it. Okay. And we'll explain that a bit more in a little while. But first, let's review season one. Now, we shared a model for, I'll call it, life in our world based on our own life experiences, Lee's and mine. If you love acronyms... And who doesn't? Who, who doesn't love acronyms? All right. Now, usually acronyms are, what, three, four, or five letters long? At the most. Now, we have an acronym here that is four, five, nine... <laughs> Nine letters long. That's memorable. Okay. So you may not remember this one, but we'll use it anyway. We're going to call it the P-P-P-I-P-L-A-I-O model. <laughs> a mouthful to be sure. Now, we'll actually give you an abbreviated version of this model here in a little bit that we're going to call double pi or double pi. That may give you the image of like there we go. two private investigators. Yeah, or, double pi. Yeah, or if you're a math person, you know. Two, right, that would be 6.28 repeating. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very fast. So anyway, let's go through these key concepts. First was pictures, okay? And we shared a variety of pictures in our podcast, including big social pictures on spirituality, water, air, and climate, physicality, government, money, power, and some others. And we gave an invitation at that same time for you all to share your own pictures. And pictures are on anything at any level. The concept works in any situation. And it can be from your own personal level pictures to pictures that you have at a global level on, say, a big social issue like the ones we shared. The second P was perspectives. We shared three major ones. We called it community of caring was one. Mm -hmm. Then we had moderation and extremes. When are we moderate and when are we extreme? Then we had the third perspective of widening and narrowing. When are we expanding our world or our knowledge and when are we focusing in in a more narrow fashion? And again, we gave an invitation for you all to share your own perspectives with others and to hear their perspectives. The third P in this long acronym was process. And we didn't hit that very hard because there's a lot of ways to do process or to proceed. We mainly said keep the process or your actions simple and keep everything in this lane simple enough to act. And we gave an invitation for you all to proceed and act on your own pictures in your own preferred way and through your 
ideals, which is the fourth letter in our beloved acronym. Absolutely. PPPI ideals. Okay, you're with us so far. Okay. So we had three major ideals that Lee and I put forward, but the invitation is for you all to come up with your own. For us, we shared uh, love first as an ideal. We shared help, both giving and receiving, as a second ideal. And then we shared a third ideal that we called we're the same and we're unique, or common uniqueness, where we talked about not getting aligned too much with groups in between those two and really focusing on our unique individuality and our commonality with all humanity. Now we go to power. Yet another P. Yeah. We discussed power and concluded by saying that the biggest thing for all of us to do with our power is to share it. Then we talked about leadership. We discussed leadership and concluded by saying that the biggest thing for all of us to do when we are in a leadership role is to share our power. Are you seeing a theme here? Give your power away. As a leader, share your power. This is coming from two people who have run leadership programs for a big chunk of their career. And we're kind of saying, hey, here's the main thing. Here's the main thing. Give it away. (laughs) Share it. Let others participate in it. Then we come to the A word in our acronym, which is allegiance. We discussed the concept of allegiance, and we ended up saying that the biggest thing with allegiance is to only give your allegiance to your own ideals and not to give your allegiance to people, individuals, groups, or organizations. Love people and help people, but keep your allegiance to your best and most important ideals. Yeah, don't give that away to someone else. And so the last part of the acronym was I and O. This sounds very kind of mechanical and technical, input and output. But what we said is we get a flood of information every day, day after day, week after week, and a ton of input that we received. And then in response to that, there's a flood of output that's expected from us to give out to the world or to other people. We concluded that filtering all of that input and output through our ideals is a great way to simplify that voluminous input and output that's expected and to stay true again to what we most believe. So, to start off our new season two, here's a new concept related to pictures out there and life in our ever accelerating world. It's about wisdom as Candy introed, and we believe that being wise or acquiring wisdom is actually pretty simple. So Lee and I call our wisdom concept simple to complex to simple. So we think it can be really important to adopt this pattern in order to be first our truest and best self and our wisest self in what we've all talked about is an ever accelerating world. So let's describe what the simple to complex to simple concept is. If we start off on any issue or anything that we're talking about, and before we have gained knowledge about it, we are at the simple stage. Okay, we don't know very much. We don't know very much about an issue, a question, a role we may be in, if we are becoming a parent for the first time, if we're starting a relationship for the first time. That first stage is always simple, okay? Then, hopefully, we go seek knowledge. We seek experience. We seek that jumping into that ocean where you try to go learn more and experience more, we call complex. And usually, acquiring all this wonderful knowledge that's giving you insight, your head starts spinning a little bit too, right? You used to have two 
bits of knowledge about it. Well, now you have a thousand and you're trying to order this stuff and figure out da, 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 what's relevant and what's meaningful. And then ultimately what we're saying the process of wisdom is, is to extract from that thousand pieces of information that you now have, what are the two or three or four or five things that actually matter the most, that are the big things, that are the lasting things? And so simple is going from that two, that state of ignorance that we all begin in, to complex, which is that acquisition of knowledge and information. And then we're saying back out to simple, not the same simple that you started with, a different simple, but it's extracting those key things from the complexity that you had. And to fully take advantage of simple to complex to simple, we need to employ our curiosity, our critical thinking, our knowledge. Our curiosity works for us as we jump into that ocean of complex. And then our critical thinking is particularly important then as we seek out those things that are most compelling and most important to then move to the final simple stage. Okay, and so uh, we think simple to complex to simple is an important element of the path to real and true simplicity, to peace and to wisdom in life. Let's go through a few examples, and the concept really applies, we would say, to any topic, issue, or concern at any level. So let's play with a couple of examples here to illustrate this framework. Let's use parenting. So let's go through this simple to complex, back to simple thing. When you're a young parent, maybe you're having your first child, right? It's joyful. It's overwhelming emotionally. It's anxiety ridden because I've never done this before. And I might be able to talk to mom and dad and aunts and uncles and others who've been through it before, but it's still going to be up to us, you know, our partner and I to raise this child. You're really at a simple stage. Simple, simple, simple. You may kind of understand where the mouth is on the child and where the other end is on the child, but that may be the extent of the knowledge. So you dive into the complexity, right? Right. Hey, I'm going to read books on parenting. I'm going to go online and figure out best parenting tips, right? I'm going to talk with others who I know at work who are parents of young children and download their knowledge, experience, and wisdom, right? So over a, a relatively short period of time, as, you, as new parents, we collect a lot of information, right? And we're also having experiences Absolutely. at the same time. Many of are, them every day. That are forcing knowledge on us in yes. some cases. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So at some point, we kind of fall into a routine or a pattern of this is working well, this is working well. Mm -hmm. So what have we done there when we get to that point? We've probably thrown away or internalized, maybe a better way to think about it, all that knowledge we've acquired, mm -hmm. but we've now distilled it. We've now put it down to a few foundational principles that we can carry forward. And we also lots of times look back on the experience of parenting and we kind of go, you know, when everything was said and done, there really were just a handful of things mm -hmm. that really, really mattered. Yes. It may be something like, I needed to keep my child safe. Right. Um, I needed to unconditionally love them. Absolutely. I needed to always have good intent, even when I might in the short term have been angry or mad about something or was dealing with my own issues, I needed to act with good intent. Those are things that we would say... Hopefully, really quickly, as you're going through all of this knowledge and acquiring this, you extract those things. Hopefully, early on, you, you come up with something like, I think 
even though I may just be a, a young parent, I think kind of just unconditionally loving my child is mm-hmm. going to be the big thing. That's going to be kind of number one. Yeah. That's going to be kind of number one. And so while all this other stuff is going on, I need to remember that. Right. I don't need to remember necessarily 500 things. Yeah. What is really important in the simple to complex to simple process is one, leave that first simple. Okay. It's not okay in our minds to stay in that first simple. You have to go learn. You have to be curious. Yes. You have to go find out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, you have to leave the complex. If you stay in that swirl of information and experiences and stuff, you never get out of that swirl of just so much stuff going on to extract the few things that you really need to do that are important, you'll run yourself ragged. And you'll miss the opportunity to simplify your life in a wonderful and wise way. Yes. So Lee, let's talk about another example of simple to complex to simple. And we'll call this the group of adult relationships that most of us have. We have friendships, we have work relationships, we have love relationships. Mm And in all of those, we have the initial simple stage of, I meet you. Right. You know, we, we meet each other and we get to know each other. We hear each other's stories. We're curious about each other. We go into the complex of each other a little bit to some degree, mm-hmm. understand more. At that point, then, we usually try to pull out of that a little bit to kind of define what is key to all these things that we've learned about one another. Mm-hmm. And so in a friendship, it may be, yeah, we're great. Lee and I are great friends because of primarily X, Y, and Z. Yeah, common interests or yeah, shared da, da, da. values. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we may have, in a love relationship, it may be, gee, I love this person for a thousand different reasons, but there's maybe three or four things that are really, really define what our love is. Mm-hmm. And likewise, work relationships to some degree. And so with those, you, you have, again, the simple to complex to pulling out to that other simple at the other end mm-hmm. that's those key things ah but what happens over time things happen in a relationship right there may be a conflict that comes up there may be new information that you find out about the person mm-hmm. okay and usually the dynamic that happens then is you're at out at this second simple at the other end and mm-hmm. and maybe in kind of a very satisfied happy land And maybe this new thing or this conflict pulls you back into the complex a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. And now there's, oh, new information, more information. Ah, I need to sift through this. I need to look for a cause. We need to work through this issue. Is there something about this person I didn't know? You work through that issue. We would say the second thing then that should happen is that there's a a question that you ask about, okay, now I need to go back out to simple again, Mm -hmm. the second simple. Is that the same simple that it was before? Is it changed? Is it tweaked a little bit? Yeah. Because of this conflict this happened. And we would say, not better or worse. Just different. Just different. You know, and it may be maybe slightly different. Or you may go, this thing that was a conflict, really it doesn't even rise to the category of something that would change what the simple was before but you go through that thought process yes and we would say again it's what can happen to people is if there's a conflict or something that took place and you get pulled back into that complex to work through that issue if you never leave that complex it's the same problem it's like holding on to a conflict or holding on to an issue and i think lots of times when we talk about the importance of forgiveness 
or the importance of letting the past go and looking ahead, that's really the process we're describing is not staying in that complex and then moving back out to simple. Yes. And, uh, and likewise, though, if there really is something in that complex that needs to get worked through and we all get into la-la land and we don't really resolve it, and we, now nah, let's just go back out to that happy, simple place, but we didn't really resolve it. Yeah. Then we really haven't left the complex. That's right. Because the simple isn't real. Yeah. It, has, it hasn't gone through the fire of really working through that. So we think this same dynamic just works completely with all sorts of other adult relationships. Okay, so we've talked through a couple of examples of this simple to complex and back to simple. We talked about parenting. We talked about adult relationships. Now, Dave, let's turn that lens on to culture. And more Mm. specifically, I want to talk about culture inside organizations, Mm -hmm. whether you're a large for-profit organization or a community organization, whatever it may be. So I can get very cynical about organizations that pay consultants like me (laughs) a whole lot of money to draft a vision and mission statement and some guiding principles and some core competencies. So... I really am in support of that. I think it's very, very useful and helpful to try to communicate to people working in an organization, here's who we are, here's what we stand for, here's how we are with one another and with our customer, whoever that customer may be. So here's how that enterprise can go really well and sometimes how it doesn't go well. Again, situated in this simple to complex to simple. I won't disclose the identity of the organization, but they had the best mission statement I've ever heard. Are you mm-hmm. ready for it? Let's do it. We put smiles on customers' faces. Whoa. Period. The end. Okay? You can put that on a billboard and everybody would understand it, right? It really, really works beautifully well inside that organization. Uh, but lead. Is that actually the culture? That's kind of the key thing. Are they it? walking that talk? Yes. In this instance, they are. Yeah. They are. But you make a good point. We all go into organizations where we see their statement of principles and values. And all I have to do is spend about 30 minutes in there and right. interview half a dozen employees. And they're going, no, we, no. Don't, we don't behave that way. Right. 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 So I always am in support of an attempt to simplify the complexity that an organizational culture is and distill it down to a few key points. That's good. And some organizations do that very, very well. And everybody working in that organization can say, here's who we are. Here's what we stand for. When those attempts fail, it's because they've written a 23 point, you know, culture plan. Right. And no one can sleuth through that or understand (laughs) what it really, really means. So uh, that org culture example is an interesting one. The intent is good to try to say this is a complicated entity and being an organism. But at the end of the day, we're here to put smiles on customers' faces. And it has to be recognizable to the people in the organization as being true. Yes. I mean, it's, it's the same notion that we have when we talk about parenting and adult relationships earlier where... It's not enough to come up with that simple statement that comes out of the complexity. It has to be real. And mm-hmm. as you said earlier, walk the talk. And walk it. Yeah. 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 And if you don't do that, you probably have done more harm than not by, again, coming up what, with what people may feel like is a false statement exactly. about yeah. our relationship or about the parent-child relationship or about our organization. Yeah, precisely. That's spot on. Okay, so we've talked before about ideals, a lot about ideals, right? We've talked about guiding principles that can be used, and we've talked about pictures, obviously. Those all work really well, we would say, because they keep it simple. They keep it simple. But, as we've said, they have to be real, and they have to be 
then translated into actions, and those actions need to be in harmony with the ideals, guiding principles, and pictures that have been established. Here's what we regard as an interesting question for all of us to consider. Is what we call wisdom, is that simply the practice and skill at repeatedly, consistently going through this simple to complex to simple process, which encompasses curiosity and critical thinking and knowledge acquisition? And it's followed by the ability to simply determine what is truly compelling and impactful and what really matters. So that's quite a mouthful, but we believe it really is that simple. We begin with simple. We go into the ocean of complexity to learn that which we need to learn. Then we extract the two, three, four foundational principles that can carry us back to a new simple. So Lee, is what you're saying that as a matter of habit Mm -hmm. and a matter of practice, Mm -hmm. If I'm working on an issue or it may be a relationship issue, it may be anything, an organization I'm in, if I just go through these steps, these steps of thinking through where we're at and I manage out to simple, yes, then I'm going to be a wise guy. You're going to be a wise guy. <laughs> you are going to elicit really profound insights yeah. by going through this process. Yeah. And what seems just unmanageably complex, I'm overwhelmed with all of this. If you go from simple to complex to simple, you'll come out the other end with some, we'll call it wisdom. Okay. Yeah. Insights, revelations, epiphanies, include your word here. We like to call it wisdom. And what a way to, uh, whether it's in relationships or in an organization, to test where you are, to say, you know, we've gone through all of this, we've had this, it seems to me mm-hmm. like the key things out of all of this are X, Y, and Z. What do you think? Yes. And to reconcile that, that may tell you whether it's, again, in a relationship or in an organizational situation, somebody goes, yeah, I don't quite... I'm not there. I don't see that. Right. Okay. Maybe you need to dive back in to the complex and work through some of that. Mm -hmm. Then come back out again and keep testing it until you have that simple statement that at the end that reflects, again, your culture, reflects how you're parenting, reflects your relationships. Yeah. Spot on. I love that. So think about this additional question that I'm about to pose. So what is timelessly meaningful and important to you? Let's repeat that. Timelessly, meaningful, and important to you. The answer to that question is going to lead you to your answer for your ideals, to your guiding principles, and to your pictures. And to probably those statements of simple at the end of all of that, right? Yes. Okay. So, as another example, to the point of landing back at simple after adding some complexity of reading the pictures out their book and or listening to season one of our podcast, if you want a season one model that's even simpler than P-P-P-I-P-L-A-I-O and that captures the most core and impactful concepts we've discussed, then we might suggest an even simpler acronym, the double pie model for life in our world or P-I-P-I. If you want to get an image of, again, two private investigators, if you like watching that on TV or movies, yeah, think, yeah. Of, think of a couple you like, or if you, want, again, want the math symbols. It or, sounds like a Netflix series, yeah, P-I-P-I. Yeah. And you can do apple pie and cherry pie, but you got to drop the E's, okay? <laughs> it's P-I-P-I, okay. And we would say this, this is 80 or 90% of that nine-letter acronym. It's in the terms simple of, part. It's, it's the big stuff. 
Uh, it's pictures, ideals, power, and influence. Pictures, ideals, power, influence. P-I-P-I. And we're saying that if you create your pictures, live and stay true to your best ideals, share your personal power with others, and then gain influence as a result, you're also likely going to hit the other letters. You're going to be aware of your perspectives and share them with others. You're going to proceed with action on your pictures. You're going to be a leader who shares their power and gains influence, and you're going to place your allegiance with your ideals, and you will ensure that your input and output also stays consistent with your ideals. Okay, this segment wasn't going away. It's a huge purpose for all this that we're doing. We're going to speak to the future. future to future generations. There should be an echo be. chamber that goes future, 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 generation. Yeah, and we don't know who's going to be hearing this. We hope it is sentient AI. We hope it's aliens. We hope it's our descendants. We hope it's other people. This is our conversation very directly with the future. So we've talked about these concepts today. What's different? What are you guys in the future doing with all of this that that we haven't been doing? Well, I'll, I'll start things off here, and Lee and I will bat this back and forth. One thing we think you're doing is whatever your educational system is for children, for young people, that these skill sets, right? We've said it's a process of going from simple to complex to simple. That skill set, that process is embedded early, early on in education. Yeah, I think absolutely. It's been integrated into whatever the future calls its educational system, right? So let's just take a seven, eight-year-old child, for example. And they're going to learn something about science topic. They don't know anything yet. So that's the first simple, right? Maybe they understand a couple of key concepts. That's it. Then in the future, that educational system has introduced them to all of the complexity. But in our present day... That's kind of where it stops. Right. And we call that, now you know what you need to know. Mm -hmm. Right now, we don't take that next step, which we believe that you probably have in the future, which is to come out the other side of that complexity back to a new simple, a new informed simple, so that that seven or eight-year-old child fully understands and appreciates the two or three core things they need to understand about that topic. In today's world, sometimes we seem to be surprised that some of our leading scientists, I'll think of an Einstein who gets quoted all the time, mm -hmm. a number of other scientists who lots of times get quoted for these wise statements that are incredibly simple and they're about life. Is that a surprise to us? That somebody who is that great of a scientist, part of the reason maybe they are a great scientist mm -hmm. is their ability to pull out of all of this complexity mm -hmm. that they've got exposure to and said, hey, this is, this is kind of the key thing. So we think you all do this as habit Yeah. now in the future. Yeah, it's embedded in your educational systems and in your thought paradigms all yeah. the way across the board. What about organizations? We've talked a lot about that today, Lee, organizations in the future. It could be any kind of organization. So I surmise that future organizations of all kinds have embraced this simple concept. They don't have 23-point culture statements anymore. They have a statement or two that says, this is who we are in this company. This is how we behave. This is what we want for our customers or for our world. As simple as that. Strategic planning takes 15 minutes, <laughs> okay? And it's a document that consists of a half a page, not a binder that you put on a shelf and never look at again. And they probably, we would say in the future, have also gotten past the deal of, well, if I come up with a simple statement like that as an organization, well, what do I do if it's not 100% true? 
if I, throughout that organization, say, hey, this is our simple culture statement. Mm -hmm. This is our simple strategy mm -hmm. statement. And people in the organization react to that and say, well, it's true here and here and here and here, but it's not true over there. Well, that doesn't mean that's not the right statement. Yes. It has to, and we talked about before, it has to be you know, met with reality. Yes. Well, if it's 80% true, 90% true, then you have a diagnostic yes. that's telling you where you need to go exactly. make it as close to perfect yeah. as you can. And it's unlikely to ever be perfect. I always like to say that if in most days, in most ways, you're walking the talk, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Although you guys in the future, maybe you're at perfect. I don't know. Right. We're not. Right. So, so hopefully you are. And we've asked this question before in other podcasts, why it's so hard for us here today to do this. You all have solved it. You've taken this to a different place, and you're looking back at us in this podcast in a bottle and asking, why was this so hard? There's a lot of, uh, first of all, worship of um, just stay, stay in the complex, just keep learning stuff. You know, well, I, I want, want to go create something simple out of that. Yeah, but do you know enough? Right. Go, go learn more, go right. learn more. There's some point where you have to shut that off. So we're sitting here in the early 21st century right now. And several years ago, demographers and social scientists actually put a name for where we're at right now. It's called the information age, mm -hmm. okay? That's very explanatory, right? We live on information. Can we make profound truths out of most of that information? No, we don't. <laughs> because our belief is that the more information we put in, somehow the smarter, the wiser we will get. Or somebody makes us afraid of going ahead and extracting a simple out of that complexity because, well, what if you're wrong? Yeah. What if there's something you don't know? Right. And of course we have also another problem here, which is a lot of times people are encouraged to never leave that first simple. Exactly. To just not chase information or to chase something. They start with a position and they're encouraged to just stick with that and ne never learn something. Or they go find information to support their original belief. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll talk more about biases that we're dealing with here uh, in our uh, current age here in later podcasts. At the risk of being somewhat morbid, <laughs> I'll apologize for that in advance. I'm reminded of a quotation from a novel titled Virgin Soil written by Ivan Turgenev. One of his characters took his own life. And the suicide note that he left behind said, I could not simplify myself. Now, think about that. Mm. Desperation and despair and hopelessness came from an inability to simplify a life to get to this new simple that you and I have been talking about. And what we would say, that's a, a beautiful quote and very much on point, what we would say is, after you've gone into the complex, after you've wrestled with a good amount of information, research, thinking, other opinions, whatever, it's always okay to try to pull out from that. Mm -hmm. Okay, You may find out at a later point you've pulled out to that to a simple, and again, as we talked about with conflicts and other things, you learn something else that pulls you back in Absolutely. to retest that simple. Yeah. But to just say, gosh, I can't get out of complex until I know everything or until I'm sure, you'll never get out of it. You'll never get out of it. You know, and we're saying you have, you have to try to get out of that. But it's after doing a true, diligent effort to try to understand a lot about whatever issue or thing it is that you're dealing with. Yes. So, kind of a corresponding quote to the Tregenia quote. I love that one. 
But a corresponding quote, and I think we may have mentioned this before in another podcast from the author Mary Beth Evans, who wrote as George Eliot, it is never too late to be what you might have been. And we would say included in that, it's never too late to take what you've learned, knowledge you have, relationships you're in, and go through that simple to complex to simple process and acquire wisdom about that and take take all of our games to a different level. So we always ask these questions. We'll ask them at the end of every podcast. What are your pictures? What are your perspectives? What are your ideals? What is the influence that you have at your disposal to use? That's it. We are delighted that you came back to join us for season two of Pictures Out There. We'll see you next time. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. As always, feel free to explore more about Pictures Out There at picturesoutthere.com and major social media sites. We hope you have the day of your dreams, the day of your pictures.